0: Welcome to our New Testament Devotional Guide. Today we are in Ephesians chapter 4. As we come to Ephesians chapter 4, Paul has turned the corner. After closing with a doxology in Ephesians 3, 20 through 21, he now is going to move from doctrine to application. And he's going to use the word walk. Notice verse number 1 that he beseeches them to walk worthy of the calling. That thought of walking or living differently because you know Jesus now is laid out in chapters 4 through 6. He first tells them that they're to walk worthy of the Lord. How are they, they to do that? Well, In verse number two, it gives the picture that they're to walk with lowliness or humility. They're to walk with gentleness, be self-controlled or mild-spirited is what it means. They're to to show long-suffering, to be patient and long-tempered, not short-fused like so many of us can be. And they're to show a forbearing love. But they're not only to walk worthy, but they're to walk in unity. They are to endeavor and to rem- to, remain eager for unity. Now, notice the spiritual realities of why sh- we should be and walk in unity. Because there's one body. There's one body. That's God's kingdom. There's one Holy Spirit. There's one hope of our calling. There's one Lord, Jesus, the Lamb of God, our risen Savior. There's one faith. There's one doctrine, body of truth, the Jude says is the faith once entrusted to the saints. There's one baptism. I believe that this is the baptism of the Holy Spirit into uh the, the church body and into salvation, and that picture of identifying with Jesus through our water baptism, and then one God and Father of all who is above all and in us all. We're to walk in unity. Then we're to walk purposefully in verses seven through sixteen. He shows that when Jesus came, that he gave gifts, verse 7, to each one of us grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. In other words, the Lord has given us gifts, uh, spiritual gifts, and we are to use them. We're to serve with our spiritual gifts. He gives examples of some offices and the gifts that were given to the early church, apostles, he mentions in verse 11, and prophets. Now, the apostles are the original 12. I don't think we have prophets, uh, apostles today. The prophets of the Old Testament and some of the new, they receive direct revelation of from God for the future. I don't believe that we have prophets in that sense today. We do have those who preach a prophetic message, but not prophets as the Old Testament would know. But then there are evangelists who can share Christ, and there are pastors and teachers, and the goal is is that they are to serve to edify the church. And verse number twelve says, "For the equipping of the saints." for the work of the ministry, so that the saints are to uh, join in ministry and be active in ministry. It's not just the paid staff. It's all of us so that we can come to a place of, of unity, verse 13 says, and knowledge of the Son of God. That's maturity as we grow in him. Then in verse number 17 and following, we're challenged to walk differently and not get pulled back to our old life. We're a new person who's experienced a real salvation, verses 20 through 21, and we now have the truth in verses 21 and 22, and we're a new creation in verse 24. So what are we supposed to do? Well, pick up in verse number 25. We're to turn from lying and tell the truth. We're to turn from Personal anger, verse 26, and practice righteous indignation. We're to turn from stealing and work and give. We're to turn from corrupt language and edify others, verse 29. We're to turn from grieving the spirit and instead uh, live a, a different life and live in the spirit. We're to turn from these natural inclinations of bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking, as verse 31 says, and we're to be kind. One to another, tender hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, there's that phrase, in Christ has forgiven you. Walk differently if Jesus is in your life.